He doesn't like you either. You don't even know me. You know what? That's fair. Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host this week, and every week I'm still the same person, Chuck Fitzgerald. Alongside me this week are two of our fantastic rotating commentators from the state of moving, Joe Quattrochi. Yeah, man, I am like knee deep in moving boxes. It's it. It's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, it always sounds good on paper. However, once you actually have to get the boxes, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, I I, th- I thought I was going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to bring minimum stuff with me. I'm like, oh, I want to keep that. I want to keep that. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I'm like, I literally have a lot of crap. So <laughs> how'd, that ten- how'd that work out for you? Ugh, 10 years, I've accumulated a lot of stuff. I'll tell you that much. But It's like the old George Carlin bit. You get a bigger house to get more stuff. After you fill up that house, you get a bigger house and you get more stuff. <laughs> Oh, it's brutal. It's good to be here. Good to be here. It's been a couple uh, weeks since I've been on. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks for myself as well. And, you know, the George Carlin reference is purely, purely uh, ironic for someone who is not actually old enough to remember when he was in his prime. But in any case, uh, our special guest this week is actually a rotating commentator. You know him. You love him. He's back from Galaxy's Edge. Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. And you're an yeah. old soul, Chuck. I am an old soul. My wife tells me I'm 50 all the time. Um, it's fine though. I don't. I don't <laughs> take offense to it. It's it's all right. So, before we get into our our main topic of the show this evening, which is going to be Jeff's trip to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory who has the largest selections of dvc resale listings and is the number one dvc reseller in the world who has 90 percent of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees who has 95 years of combined disney vacation club experience and has been selling dvc since 1993 who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team. And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. Hello, 
All right, that that Pat Janetti. You know, I I met Pat. He uh, he does exist. I haven't heard from him in a while, so he did exist. And any questions as to his whereabouts needs to be directed to Joe Quattrochi. He literally lives like technically almost a bordering state for me. And I've met Steven, who lives in a different like continent. Before I met Pat Gennetti, who lives literally probably an hour from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was actually in Pat's neck of the woods uh, two or three weeks ago, and I didn't even see him. And, <laughs> and I don't mean like the next state. I mean like 10 minutes. I'm just going to meet Pat at a, at a, uh, at Saratoga for dinner one night. We're just, that's this going to be the first place it's going to happen. Going to trim to his prime rib. I haven't forgotten yet, Pat. So, <laughs> you know, who's at Saratoga right now or was this weekend? Uh, Michael. Yes, and he loved it. He loved it. So Saratoga Joe has got the uh, the inside scoop on this. Just to quote him for our listeners out there, he said that it's got a different vibe, a laid back vibe, and he loved it. I said, see, Mike, I told you. It's not for everybody. All right. Saratoga is not for everybody. But if you want like a chill place, it's kind of quiet, laid back, spa, golf course kind of feel, that's your spot. Well, I mean, he's a fairly new DVC member, and, and you can totally – you're going to eventually stay at Saratoga sometime because it's kind of a cool little backup plan. There's always rooms available, so it's it's not a, it's not a bad place even if it's just your last minute thing. You know, it's pretty cool. I've never been there. I don't mean stayed there. I, I've never been there. Holy cow! There's I've the been guy to downtown you Disney out. or Disney yeah, Springs. Well, well, then we'll take you. We'll make it happen. <laughs> I mean, if I get a free primary dinner, I'm not going to complain. I will say this. I will say this that I'm sure our listeners are like, why are y'all talking about Saratoga Springs? We want to hear about Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> because we need to fill air, all right? We have a lot of things well, to talk about. Jeff, Jeff was not... there for like a week, so I'm sure he's got a lot to share with us. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's getting his uh his trip report before I even got mine. I was gone for two weeks. Nobody wants to hear about <laughs> your honeymoon anymore, right? No, it's old news at this it's point. Old news. Be- yeah. And you know why? Because thanks to Jeff, we had boots on the ground for the opening day of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So Jeff, uh, what do they say? To the till the spire? Yeah, till the spire. Is that um, like hello or goodbye? I, no. I know. So here's the deal. I'll give you a quick rundown like of that. There's three of them. Oh boy, Some moons, right? Some I know. Moons, clear moons. Yeah, yeah. Bright suns. Bright suns. That's what it was. Okay, that's that's basically good morning. Uh, there's. Uh, Rising moons, that's pretty much good evening. Until the spire is basically your aloha. Um, but aloha is both hello and goodbye, yes? Yeah, I think it could, that's what I'm saying. I think it could work for both ways. But uh, I, I think it's just a generic greeting or, or saying, like, you know, have good luck or, have or, you know, cheers. That's what I think it's kind of like. So we'll see. But I agree with the cheers. That may be the most applicable. Yeah, I think so. But, now, uh, none of us could use that because, you know, <laughs> Stephen is the uh, the uh, local Scotsman. Right. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, Jeff, tell us about your, uh, your what was it, like 45-year voyage to oh, uh, Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, this is crazy. So, we, in case you don't know, I, you know, we just got back. Um, we were there, uh, oh, I was there about, no joke, about 12 days, but... Uh, my family followed me about three days later, so they were there uh, definitely uh, about ten, nine or ten days. And uh, but we'd planned this trip about six months ago, well before any Star Wars announcements. Um, our whole intention was we hadn't been to Disneyland. 
in a while, so we were like, let's hurry up and get in to Disneyland before this Star Wars mess happens in the summer and just have a relaxing, good family trip right after school ended. And so that was kind of our game plan going in. And then Disney made that announcement, their opening, and we're like, whoa, we got to do something here. So we, we scrambled. Um, but it, it worked out to our favor. So um, you get, uh, it's all, for the first two weeks, it's based on reservation system, which is Disney's really cool operation way of doing kind of like controlled soft openings. Um, I'm sure you've heard from the 24 podcasts and 100 articles. Um, it, re- it went very, very well. Um, very smooth. Um, basically, you get a four-hour time window uh, reservation. Uh, the first people that got reservations were hotel guests um, staying on site. And we just so happens had uh, Disneyland booked, uh, Disneyland Hotel booked. So we got one reservation there. Um, av- after this announcement, we quickly made another Disneyland reservation. So they call it a back-to-back reservation. Um, so we just literally got another reservation uh, slot for that point. Uh, some people kind of can gruff about that. I mean, we're not cheating the system. We're just literally, you know, spending thousands of dollars to go see Galaxy's Edge. So it's <laughs> we're, we're definitely throwing the money down to, to get that uh, uh, ability to get another reservation system. So I don't feel too guilty about that. Um, now, before we move on, what about the people that stayed for like two weeks with, you know, 14 separate reservations? Right. I yeah, I know some people that have extras. Now, th- there's also a, a caveat where you can have up to six guests or five guests. Yeah, six total. Okay. Yeah, so you can be on multiple people's you know reservation. There's there's no filtering for that. And, and in fact, what I thought was interesting um, was when you when you go on when they actually opened up reservations for the open public. I grabbed an extra. The last one we grabbed was the last day we were there. And uh, there's nothing asking you or making you prove you had any kind of ticket. Uh, it literally is just like grab. You didn't have to be logged in. Just put your name really? down. Really? Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting. It seemed like you would you'd need to be uh, have a ticket proven that you can get in before they give you a reservation time. But so you could just say me and hey five of my friends and here they are and you know so um, so as it in in. As I go on about this this land, it uh, it's going to ebb and flow with, uh, you know. First of all, <laughs> I'm an engineer by trade, so they sh- they should have sent a poet. Is all I'm saying. Um, I'm not <laughs> I'm not really going to be eloquent as, as explaining a lot of this uh, the grandeur that we saw, but uh, but we did. I personally got 16 hours in there because uh, four hours of it was with my my friend uh, the Tim Tracker. Uh, he got an uh, extra ticket. Uh, that his wife could not use. And so because we were already there, he knew we were already there, he went ahead and gave me uh, that ticket. So I got to go in with the media. So that was really cool, awesome uh, bonus for me. And I, very special. I really thank the, uh, the Tim Tracker for giving me that, that opportunity. Um, but that being said, um, I'll be honest with you, the... As amazing as the media event was, uh, I, I posted uh, the Q and A last week uh, from Imagineering. Um, it it was we kind of uh, disconjoined um, a little bit. I don't know if anybody listens to the Diz um, Unplugged. Uh, Craig Williams kind of uh, gruffed about it too. Uh, so it wasn't exactly like um, 
let's say 100%, you know, all open. Uh, there was there was none, uh, like, a lot of the merch wasn't available. Uh, they made it, you pay, I mean, we had to pay for everything. There was nothing, like, comped. Um, the, uh, uh, lots of monitors and, and media equipment everywhere, so it kind of destroyed the views. Um, they had a, they had news in there all, all all day long, so they had all these crazy cameras and crazy lights and everything set up. So it wasn't a pristine land, as so as that goes. And, and apparently, they invited quite a bit of local um, people, um, like a lot of uh, uh, kid groups in, like YMCA, YMCA Boys and Girls Club, and. Uh, make a wish foundation i mean there's there's like a thousand kids running around so it wasn't like you know it was kind of like uh it, it was definitely a, a vibrant uh, scene it wasn't exactly dead but that being said it was really it was really fortunate and cool to to be able to experience it um but uh, so it went down kind of like this so um they still le left us we still only got four hours so even though it was a media event you know, like we well, here's your four hours you get to go do this stuff so it still was almost like a reservation time and when that four hours was up you know it's up um so um for the media event uh we did the question and answer session uh and uh abraham lincoln uh great moments with abraham lincoln uh, but what was kind of bizarre i got to meet some people i've been dying to meet like peter serretta now i'm like buds with him and his girlfriend uh kitra just there's amazing people i've been following him on slash film forever and now they're like messaging every day it was really so so cool but uh i got to hang out with him and uh peter and and his girlfriend uh we've actually me tim and them two uh piloted the millennium falcon later on but that's another story but bottom line is once the q a was over we didn't really know how it was going to all go down your the q a was filled with media all levels of media, uh, you know, print media, uh, 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 social media uh, people, but also a ton of celebrities. I guess I didn't see that coming. I don't know what I was thinking, um, but this was kind of like a lot of celebrities' chance to come in and, and witness it before the public, too. So that kind of was jarring, too, because here you're going in, you're focused, focused, focused on Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge, and then you have this side thing of like, you know, uh, oh, and there's uh, Nathan Fillion going back and forth, passing me by, you know, with his, uh, and he bought, oh, he bought a droid, cool, you know, and uh, there's all these uh, <laughs> celebrities like Bobby Moynihan was there, and uh, Ben Schwartz, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but it seemed like a lot of cast of the DuckTales, uh, that's what their, their connection is right now. Jeff, um, I got to be honest. You mentioned about thirty names there. <laughs> I don't know any of them. Well, Craig I had Williams look them up. and I had look Abraham them up. Lincoln. Craig Williams, Tim Tracker. That's about it. Abel, <laughs> Abraham I Lincoln. I knew you'd know Abraham Lincoln. Anyway, the the funny thing is, I didn't remember any of their names. I had to look them up. I'm a face guy, so um, I'm I wrote all their names down. That's why I'm, <laughs> I remember uh, the whole cast of Cloak and Dagger was there. It's a new show on uh, um, uh, Marvel. Um, show but anyway long story short it was it was pretty crazy uh to be in there amongst not only seeing the land for the first time but just all these celebrities kind of seeing it for the first time um tony baxter you know him i mean i'm sure i mean tony baxter was of head of head yes. of imagineering for years and he rode um 
Millennium Falcon right uh, well he was in the group right behind us so we were in the queue with Tony Baxter it was bizarre um, but it was it was really cool to, to kind of get a, a bearings I, I hate not knowing a space it was kind of cool to, to get a bearings on the on the on the space to know where I was at at all times because two days later I was gonna be in there with my family so that was a really cool treat um, but the uh, the thing that I guess blew me away is is uh, how huge it is. Um, it, it fourteen acres is hard to get a, a grasp, especially. I'm sure you guys have seen the dozens of aerial photos, and I'm like, I have no idea what that space, you know, what that feels like. And then you get in it, and it's just crazy. I mean, I got you'd get you get lost. I mean, and it's just kind of like, oh, you can go this way, you can go that way. Oh, wait, there's the thing over there, and and you kind of go left, go right, and then you you just all of a sudden you're turned around again. So it's a cool. I think what I'm saying is that's a positive thing. Is it's such a uh, ad adventurous area, I, I should say. Um, but uh, overall, anyway. So as far as the media event goes, I think there was probably a total of a thousand people. So it still was not a huge lot of people, but there there was even with only about a thousand people. There are things that were just already backed up so much that you just couldn't get in. We couldn't get in the cantina. We couldn't get in the. Um, uh, we couldn't get into the uh, the uh, lightsaber uh, uh, experience. Um, so the, even with a thousand people, it's just hard to get in. So I don't know how this is all going to play out <laughs> when when the real crowds happen. But uh, as far as the regular reservations go. And it kind of went down like this. So you you go over and by the way, everything I say about Disneyland's reservation system, I think is going to go out the window with Disney World. I don't think they're going to do anything like this because it's just kind of unfeasible um, to try to pull this off. But basically, you had a reservation time of a four-hour slot, and you'd go you enter the park. Now, if you had an eight a.m. slot, like we did have two eight a.m. slots, you can show up at six a.m. and they will let you in the park at six a.m. You go over to in Disneyland. It's uh, it's their launch bay area. You go do standing queue there. You get your uh, get checked in. You, they ver somebody verifies you. Then you go to another person, and then that that person gives you your wristband. Then you go to another person, and they scan you, and then then they escort you over to this uh, to another person, and they go stand right here. And you all queue up in Tomorrowland, and then after about a th I think Lynn Tess has said three thousand. I don't know. I was thinking five thousand, but he he i trust him because i think he had people counting so let's just say three thousand for uh somewhere around there you're all queued up three thousand of you and then like five minutes before your t before the 8 a.m slot so about 755 they all start walking us over there trying to keep everybody calm and uh in an orderly fashion whereas i don't know if you've heard the news the cantina is so crazy popular um the res it's all usually filled up uh within minutes uh <laughs> um now the thing has changed so dynamically that i'm sure it'll change a little bit even more so over the next few weeks and then even probably change before it even goes to disney world but at the very beginning it was first come first served and and then like two days later for the cantina they made it where first come you sign up and get your name put on a list and they'll text you when your time's available but even whenever we went the very first morning that they activated that but even that being said, they said those were filling up in 20 minutes. So 
you still had to be in that front group if you even wanted to stand a chance to get in the cantina in your in your four hour slot. Um, so we just we our intention was the the first night we went, um, it was a night slot. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got a, a night view of it, um, so get an idea of what it looked like at night, which is it's amazing. It's I you know nothing. It, nothing compares to it. I mean, it's just phenomenal at night. It's unbelievable. Um, you feel like you're you're totally in a different space. You don't feel like you're in a Disney park. You literally feel like they want you to feel like you're in Batu, which is the the uh, the planet where um, Black Spire Outpost is. But um, we didn't even try to do the Candina the first night. That was the night we went. Um, we I think our goal for that night was just to enjoy it. Uh, not not try to kill ourselves. We weren't going to do any uh, droid experience or the there's a like I said the lightsaber experience. We're just eating and roaming. And then if you kind of know you're touring, uh, if you're a theme park tour person, you know to kind of let the find the appropriate time and the appropriate time for a four hour window end up being kind of like two hours in. And about two hours in, it was a walk on to get in the ride. So. You just kind of let that front crowd go nuts, and then you just try to get in before the, the back end shows up. Um, so, you know, we got on the ride numerous times. Uh, in the 16 hours I wrote, I got to go in the land, I, I wrote it eight times. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have read anything. Have you guys read anything about Smuggler's Run at all? Um, Very, very little. I mean, I've, I've heard the reviews, and obviously, you know, I did watch the uh, the Tim Tracker video where he reviewed it and then i watched the next one where you know our very own jeff williams was the star right in the middle of the screen uh go check it out tim uh youtube.com slash the tim tracker i haven't even seen it yet <laughs> oh all right after jeff goes and watches it you should go and watch it as well that's awesome yeah, yeah. I was trying to. I was trying just to <clears throat> not to watch too much of it, so I'm a little surprised. But yeah, I was watching Tim Tracker's videos, following along with you, Jeff, and I was following along with uh, Michael Kay, who's a vlogger as well. Uh, he documented oh. his his uh, his uh, you know journey out there as well. But I, I'm trying to save a little bit to be a little surprised. No, I agree. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, so I, I will kind of take a quick look and then I would fast forward. Like, okay, I don't want to watch too much, but right. And and you know, so that's the biggest tribute to this ride. I, I'm the kind of guy, and T Tim did the same thing. By the way, he he went in cold. He didn't want to know anything. He didn't do. He did almost zero research, and he likes to do that for for a space like this, just to kind of get uh, that wide-eyed feel about it. And it's, it's probably a, a healthy way to, to approach it. I, on the other hand, in is the am the idiot who will like watch every little trailer of a movie leading up to it for two years and. You know, go to the D23 and see everything I can and, and take pictures of the 3D models. And <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm definitely saturated with it. Um, so I have no problem doing all the previews, but I can, I can appreciate people that don't want to do any previews of it. Um, I will say this. I mean, I've listened to uh, reviews that are all over the, the place about uh, Smuggler's Run. Um, I, you know, it it's I think it's it's a great amazing technology achievement with some amazing uh repeatability and i'll just kind of leave it at that but uh, i don't i don't think it's i don't think disney ever intended it to be w one of anything it, it's many things so um i think it's really cool uh how they thought about being repeatable uh they gamified it you know so i don't know if you know this but you get scored 
Um, there's two slots and there's two, uh, there's six seats. There's two pilots, two gunners that are in the center and then two engineers in the back. Um, a lot of people are like, Oh, pilot or nothing, whatever. Well, guess what? My daughter, she didn't want the stress of being a pilot because you literally can destroy the ship. I mean, not, not necessarily crash or stop the game or ride or whatever. Uh, it just, at the end, you'll see all your credits kind of dive off because you have so much things that need to be fixed. Um, but basically she didn't want that stress. She's like, she, she was totally, you know, happy with doing a, a gunner position. Um, so, you know, to each his, his own. And, and, uh, to be honest with you, I thought engineer, even though it was back seat, it actually had, I think some of the coolest functions, um, uh, some of the, the wild, uh, wildest things you had to activate, but yeah, it, it is kind of a weird, uh, system. And I, I think they, they had a lot of compromises they had to deal with, like trying to get, you know, 10,000 people through there and in, in a day or something or 50,000, I have no idea, but, um, but that's not, I guess the, the bottom line is that's not just all the ride. The ride is there's many Q, uh, uh, amazing Q experiences. Uh, it's many tiered actually. <laughs> it's like there's a Q, there's the pre-show, then there's another, uh, waiting area. And then there's, <laughs> you know, that you, you get kind of experience some of the iconic star Wars stuff from the millennium Falcon. Um, and so it, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it was just, it, I think the repeatability is going to just probably bring it over the top like like i get i get kind of tired I, we, we ride star tours all the time but i i get kind of tired of star tours and when they when they made it where it's like i had 42 different variations that that just went wow that, that was so cool to me um when they made that uh star tours kind of 2.0 um so i don't know that you got to keep that in mind uh they had a lot of the, t to me there was two main goals in mind uh, yeah for Disney, it was like what well, was Instagrammable. So there's like many Instagrammable moments throughout, like in front of the Millennium Falcon, throughout the queue, so to speak. And then, and then repeatability, of course, if you interact with their play app, uh, which your their play app is pretty, pretty cool, thought out uh, interactivity. Uh, what I didn't know, and I, I heard from other people, and I tried it, and I got really kind of frustrated. And if I had to, I hope they sort this out. And I really, really, really hope when they make it to Disney World, excuse me, this is all done via Magic Band. But out of the eight rides I did, only two of my rides uh, went in, uh, uploaded into my app. So, I mean, I was kind of ticked off because I was trying to hit a certain level of credits and <laughs> here's six out of the eight I didn't even get credit for. So, you know, that's how it goes. But uh, supposedly it was Bluetooth enabled and it just, for some reason, six six of the eight did, just did not register on mine. So um, anyway, Magic Band, it's got to be way better uh, than, than this, having it all uploaded. Is it though? App. Is I don't it know. Like, let, let's think about that for a second. Do you always get all of your on-ride pictures? Oh, I don't know. I, I just, I guess I haven't seen any moments when I, I missed. Have you missed some? I, I'm assuming. I, I don't actually know. I'm pretty sure, based like from our last trip, we were there for so long. I'm pretty sure there were some on-ride pictures that were missing. Maybe. But like you, there are times that you have trouble, you know, getting your photo pass pictures from the photographer. Right. Uh, and that's a human touching your magic band. So. I don't know that the uh, the Magic Band's going to be the saving grace that we kind of, well, that Disney did at one point in time hope it would be. 
Oh, well, here's and there, here's another variable. Um, so we played, me and my wife, um, we're, we're gamers, so we, we had a good time doing all the little interactive games, which there's a ton. So much depth involved with this game, this uh, land. But, uh, which is ironic because our teenage daughter was like eye rolling the whole time. She didn't want anything to do with it. But, um, but we, we had a good time doing it. But, man, it'll, it's, it's like, I don't know if you're familiar with Pokemon or even know somebody that plays Pokemon, but it's the same level of battery cruncher. I mean, it will kill your freaking phone battery so fast. So you must mean Pokemon Go, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So the last Pokemon I played <laughs> was on the Game Boy Color. I think. <laughs> As a ways back. I'm sure that didn't burn any batteries of your cell phone. No, no, not my uh, not my batteries. I mean, someone was buying them. It wasn't me. I was seven, eight. Right. But anyway, the, so it, you have to have your Bluetooth active. And I think it's anytime you have a Bluetooth active and it's always it's just kind of like Wi-Fi. It's always pinging, always looking. I think the fact that you're walking by Bluetooth stations throughout the whole land um it's probably just like burning through that batteries so fast so that's that's why i'm hoping they use magic band more often at disney world maybe it won't kill my battery as much maybe i can still get credits for you know doing stuff who knows but um but the bottom line is you know it's it's got a lot of potential um uh, you can definitely now i don't know if you guys heard any of the news but over the last few years, they've talked about having a, a uh, uh, potentially having a, a reputation follow you. Um, now, that's not really the case right now. I don't know if they're eventually going to implement that or, or how that's going to go down. But, uh, you know, we definitely crashed the Millennium Falcon numerous times. <laughs> like, we destroyed it. Which, by the way, if you destroy the Millennium Falcon, it's really a cool interactive treat uh, when you're walking out uh like there's crazy uh, ar- uh you hear arcing uh electrical arcing noises and like it things you know sirens going off like you really heard, <laughs> did some damage or something but uh so yeah they changed the the uh, sound effects based on how you did too so it's pretty wild but uh but you're not going to go to the cantina and be you know accosted for Destroying the uh, the Millennium right. Falcon, correct? Right, as of right now, for sure not. Um, you know, if you could even get into the cantina, that's the good point. You know, I just the cantina I think holds, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a number out there. I'm sure somebody knows the exact number, but it's it can't be more than about fifty. Um, fifty people. It's, it's like Trader Sam's at the Polynesian. Yeah, yeah, perfect example. Perfect example. It's about Trader Sam's yeah, size. Probably bigger. <clears throat> And and it's they at the beginning they weren't even enforcing times and then then they said well okay anybody at a table is definitely forty five minutes and then you're out of there so we we chose a table or in the morning they actually do have a couple of breakfast options and breakfast drinks in fact one's a Joffrey's <laughs> uh, a coffee drink um, I think it had alcohol in it so I didn't order that that one that morning but um, but they at least uh, not for your daughter. Yeah, exactly. I I did. I ordered straight up regular uh, uh, rum. Yeah, right. Straight up rum. <laughs> straight up uh, coffee for the morning though. Uh, in there, so you can order coffee for sure. But um, that's another thing is the table seat eight. I think so. There was three of us, and they set us with two sets of strangers. So yeah, whatever. That's kind of awkward. I don't. You know, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't know. I haven't heard anybody report about that. Um, 
the other thing is this all the other uh there's no stand-up chairs so everything's like the stand-up bar it is concentric circles basically or concentric rings there's the regular bar that's lit the, the top surface is lit it looks very similar to the uh, uh cantina from uh episode four star wars um um but there's another ring of stand-up tables um what they said when we went was you want a stand-up at the bar or a table and they said if you sit at a table it's a 45 minute limit i'm like okay well we're not going to be here much longer than that anyway so yeah we'll take a table um but they it sounds like that implies to me that they weren't going to rush anybody out of there standing up at a bar but um but anyway i don't know if you, it was a it was a cool experience i mean it was one of those things we had fun going in there and seeing dj rex uh do his thing i i was fortunate enough to just pop my head in with with tim right as the the whole land was closing so we got the last five minutes of the bar but uh the cantina but you know, it, it's kind of interesting how this is going to go down because you guys, so you, it's comparing, let's keep that uh, topic up about the Trader Sam's. So when you guys go to Trader Sam's, how do you, how do you guys experience Trader Sam's? Outside on the patio. Okay. And that more than often than not, because there's usually never any space in there. Yeah. There's usually a wait and y- yes, the, the shtick is fun and it's kind of the whole point of it, but, uh, I'd rather just be out on the patio. Yeah, it might be. It might be one of those things where if you've experienced it a few times and you're like, "All right, I'm not waiting." Yeah, I'm not waiting for this. I mean, or if it's more than ten minutes. Yeah, but how long do you stay at Trader Sam's? It all, you know, it, Half it, hour. It, yeah, it all depends, Jeff. Well, about, I would say it all depends on how comfortable you are too. Like if you're at like a good table and you've got good company, you'll stay there for a little bit longer. But if you're like on one of the benches that goes up and down, you know, you're kind of sit with some strangers and you're kind of there just maybe before dinner, you're not yeah. there. You maybe have one drink, maybe two and they're expensive too. So, well, that's a very good point. Um, I, I kind of agree with Joe on that one. I'm, I'm there 15, 20 minutes and then I'll, I'll take it outside. Okay. Well, I just, you know, you guys know I don't drink, uh, but I just, I'm trying to figure out, like, poll how this, what the attraction of this is beyond actually being a Star Wars fan, because it's a two drink limit, it's forty five minute limit. So I, I don't know. I mean, other than just kind of come in there and, and enjoying the space for a little bit, I don't know. I don't. I don't see, you know, the huge attraction of this. I, I think a lounge would be cool. You hang out with mm-hmm. your buddies. You know, Joe, we hung out at that one lounge, uh, whatever it's called. Um, that was cool, you know. It's about the lounge in uh, in Disney or the lounge at the airport at Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take your pick. Yeah, we had, we the, United, the United Club. Or it's about the uh, Bellevue Lounge at Bell, uh, Boardwalk. I think yeah, the Bellevue Lounge. Any any of the, I've been to many of the Disney lounges. Um, that was very nice, by the way. That just chilling on that deck was yeah. like when me, when Jen and I went back like a couple weeks later. I said this is where me and the guys were at. It was awesome. I got their little spot up there, like. Yeah, that was definitely a good time. It was very relaxing out on that patio. Right. So I guess my point is, th- this was far from being relaxing. It was like chaotic. It was hurry up. I gotta get my Instagram shots. Uh, oh, our food's coming. Uh, drink this. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, and here's your bar tab. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to cycle people, right? Because there's a day's worth of people waiting to get in. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it just like, what in the world is happening? There's there's no bathroom in there, by the way. It's it's oh. small. Yeah. So now I have a couple of questions. First of which um, is the music. How many songs are played? Um, I've heard four, I think. Okay, I that's mean... three too many. There was one <laughs> song played at the cantina. Let's move on. Right. Um, so I, your, uh, your point, you bring up a good question there, Jeff. Now, I am not the world's biggest Star Wars fan. In fact, I've seen the Family Guy episodes and <laughs> episodes uh, seven and eight. Okay. I've so, even seen more than that. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you marathon the entire thing. Yeah, I need to know, redo that, by the way. Like, I seriously, if anybody has the DVDs of all of them, <laughs> all of them again, I'd be appreciated. <laughs> yeah, so the seven and eight I've were the first Star Wars movies that I've actually seen other than the Family Guy episodes. So <laughs> the the draw of the cantina, for me at least, is not there. And especially if you say, you know, uh, a two-drink minimum, and, you know, I'm not the world's biggest drinker, but two drinks is... Now, is that two drinks a person or two drinks a party? Oh, I'm sure it's two drinks per person. Yeah. Okay, so Heather and myself could get four, theoretically. Yeah. Okay. And th- there's no shareable drinks like there's no well I mean the beer fly but those are um, they're what six ounce pours yeah they're tiny little things but now okay. now Jeff was there a lot of um, younger people there or people who require to be pushed around in strollers <laughs> that's a good point we did not see a lot of little of families with little kids at all uh, these reservation systems seem like they were hardcore fans. Um, so we have not seen the load of like Joe Sixpack coming in on his vacation yet. Okay. I, I I wonder how that from the videos that I saw online, the people like I said Tim's videos, Michael K did the Diz. Um, like I said, it looked like it was hardcore fans, adults. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting. It kind of kept with the theming. I'm just curious to see how that's going to turn over when Galaxy's Edge at the studios turns into Stroller Town. And I, and, I, and I know I always sound like I'm anti like child with <laughs> strollers, but there's just so many strollers. It's just like it just ruins like the theming. So I'm just wondering how that's going to turn out when. Oh my gosh, you're so you right. Know, like like where are you gonna? Uh, oh, there's the Millennium Falcon, and they have the fence around it. You know, and I'm gonna get my pictures, but there's stroller parking in front of it. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm just. Well, they have the scary. entire other ride that they're not using right now. That's all stroller parking for the next two years, and let them figure that one out. There you go. Yeah, the fact that it was only four hours. I, you know, it's funny that you said that, Joe. I was in there 16 hours and saw two strollers. That's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, think about that, right? I mean, just, yeah. it's going to be it's gonna be a completely different experience in, in Orlando. I mean. Yeah. So I, I do have one other question, Jeff, about the cantina before we move on from there. Yeah. Um, there were some reports initially on Twitter about cast members being rude. Um, part of the shtick or overwhelmed? Um, or completely yeah. unfounded. <laughs> no, they were short. They definitely was short. Uh, w- w- you're not going to get, and maybe maybe it's a little of both. Um, you know, like I said, my newfound friend Peter Serretta, he was kind of complaining about it on Twitter too. Okay. Uh, he's been in uh, the canteen a few times since then. Okay. Uh, I was in there just one time. Um, super short, super fast. Like go go go. I feel like I was in a Waffle House. You know, it's like. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. And well, they're trying to push everyone through within the four-hour right. window, so I, I exactly. mean, it makes sense. And you know, they were short with us, and I don't know if it's it's they're trying to be like, hey, we're we're you know, I don't like you, and 
he doesn't like you either. Well, you know, whatever they're doing, whatever the phrase is. You don't even know me. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> that's that's a Family Guy reference because. <laughs> right. You're quoting the, the. I'm quoting the Family Guy. The satire of the thing. Um, Our no, friend, we, or, I don't like your face. My friend doesn't like your face or something. <laughs> Our friend doesn't. He doesn't like your face. I don't like your face. Yeah, I don't know right. if that's what they're going for. You know, maybe maybe they they're told you know create your own vibe, and if you want to be that create your own cynicism. Yeah, you be you know if you want to be the belligerent uh, barkeep, uh, go for it. Um, uh, I wonder if it's a combination of like people like uh, you know guests, you know park guests who are trying to play into the characters, and then you got stressed out cast members being like, dude, I don't want to play with you like right now like just move that way please you know what i'm saying like I, <laughs> right. i'm not i'm not in the mood for you to like be in character with me you know just go right. over there it's like, like uh texas day brazil you got the green side for yes bring me all the meat and the red <laughs> side for bring me the cardiologist can you show me to galaxy sir just keep walking that way please or just keep walking <laughs> there's a lot of that joe there's a lot of that everybody <laughs> i don't know who in the world i've listened to so many podcasts and so many like Oh, the cast members have given them freedom to create their own story. Like bull crap. I didn't. I got a. I can't remember. I was cast members that just want to hurry up and get to the next. You know, to get flushed through people. You know, they were trying to just be efficient. <laughs> they well, weren't. I, I think that's gonna back. be one of the things, Jeff. You see with in Walt Disney World with the Star Wars Hotel. That's where you're going to get the Im completely immersive in-character experience where that hotel is going to be sealed off to outside guests who are not registered there. And when you're there, you're supposed to be there. You're a registered guest there. And that's where you're probably going to get the 1000% experience of, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not yeah. going to get that in, you're not going to get that with the, um, you know, with the, with the regular everybody day guests running through. I mean, that's from an outsider's opinion, from listening to what you're having to say, that's probably where you're going to get that experience from. Yeah, for sure. They, I mean, they do have hired. Excuse me. They do have hired. Um, uh, now that that speaking of cast members and, and kind of story, you, you definitely. So I don't know if I, I told you guys this, but there's, it's based on the new trilogy. They, I've heard all ranges of things. Somebody said a month after, um, the, the last Jedi or whatever. But I've also heard just oh, it's sometime in this era, you know. So. You, you don't really know, and I think they want to keep it kind of uh, vague anyway. But literally, no joke, I've had more interactions with Chewbacca in in this last week than my whole life. I mean, the dude's just walking around, yo, what's up, you know, and he's like, you know, hanging out and doing this thing, and, and there's no set cast, there's no set meet and greets. This is supposed to be a lively, you know, town or, or outpost, whatever. And there's the First Order's over on one side of the town, and the, the Resistance is secretly on this other side of the town. The First Order is like constantly looking for them, and the Resistance is to constantly trying to hide from them. And, and uh, you know, Ray's moving around everywhere. And there's a new character called Vi Marathi. Uh She's coming out in a book, I think, this summer. I got a preview of it. Um, and she's a new character. I like, man, she, in fact, the first time I saw her, I, I, for, a for about uh, 30 seconds, I thought she was just really awesome. Um, cosplayer, but no, she is legit, like a su super duper uh, actress. She's probably the best, the most interactive person in the whole land, by the way, is this Vi. Um, she's got like the uh, bluish uh, hair. Um, but anyway, so, you know, Kylo Ren's walking around. He, he, he's very intimidating. Uh, you know, stormtroopers are walking around. 
Um, it, it, it is very lively. Uh, that to me that sells sets itself as, uh, ahead of anything. You know, like if you want to compare to, and I, I hate doing this, but it, it always ends up being compared to Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, this what sets it aside from anything else because these are legit characters from the movies that we feel like we're interacting with. Um, so, you know, th they're walking around openly, interacting with guests. Uh, you, you can pick a side. You can say, I'm with the First Order. I'm with Resistance. And they'll kind of, you know, shake you up, down or whatever. And it's like, hey, that's not cool. You know, what? we're watching you. And, that, you know, it, 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 all these little cool little quips they have. But uh, if they keep that going, I th that livelihood and the story background, I think this would be just an amazing success. Um, if somehow it gets tainted by the time it gets over to Disney World because the crowds are so crazy, I don't know how that would go down. I mean, it may end up still feeling like a theme park at that point. Um, Jeff, that, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be the negative person, but I'm, I'm listening to you say this, and it's, this is like with reservations in Disneyland, a limited amount of yeah, people. Right. I do not see this happening in Walt Disney World. I do not see Chewie because they don't even have the regular Fab Five walking around. They have to have queue lines because people <laughs> right. go nuts. Right. right. Because I just do not see like, and I saw, and you're right, Chewie was on every video and he's like, you know, like talking, doing his thing. <laughs> and it's awesome because he's like a great character. It's like I'm a sorry. Yeah. side Joe, can you can you do the Chewie one more time, please? <laughs> So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Make sure you cut that into the other uh, promo. Right. But, uh, That'll be the beginning of the episode. I just, but Jeff, you hit the nail on the head. I think it's like I said. I hope I'm wrong, and I don't mean to be ne you know negative Nelly here, but uh, I just I don't see it. It's gonna be so crazy and so crap. There's no way. There's just I don't, no Joe. Way. I don't think you're being negative Nelly. I think you're being realistic, Randy. Yeah, I'm being realistic. Yeah. I mean, we're all we're all Disney World fans. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a queue line for Woody into get into Toy Story Land. I mean, <laughs> right. like, right? I mean, for the not, sign to get into Toy Story Land. For the sign, exactly. <laughs> not actually Woody. The sign. <laughs> so right. you're absolutely right, man. So, I've I mean, been saying this too. I don't know how they're gonna pull this off, but. But you know what's going to happen is that Disneyland is going to come out looking like roses, and then Walt Disney World is going to be a giant show, and it's going to be just a mess. I, I really hope I'm wrong. I really do, but it's... Oh, so here's the, here's another way they may get away with this. Um, there are definitely roped-off areas uh, guests aren't allowed to get to that the, the characters... So the, that's the biggest surprise to me about Galaxy's Edge is how many layers it is, uh, vertical. Um, there are definitely m many layers that they can kind of go up on scaffolding and look down at you and yell at you um, and do all those kind of things. And I got a feeling they're going to do a lot more of that. Like, hey, you with the face, you know, I, I saw you looking at me. Um, they may just get away with it that way. Um, so, you know, who knows? But you're absolutely right, man. I mean, this little this little um, Ray, uh, she's so petite walking around. She looks just like spot on with the the actress on on the the movie uh very uh, i forgot her name but uh she she's just you know uh walks around uh nondescript uh in fact the first time i saw her i'm like what the heck she's nobody's even seeing walk it's almost like she's invisible nobody even sees her going by like there's ray right there walking by nobody's even interacting with her i actually felt guilty i felt like i should run over there and like talk to her it was so weird <laughs> But I th think you're absolutely right. If that was happening in Disney World, she would get swamped. So I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, are they going to have to have, like, 
a buddy system like you know how they have the handlers at disney world maybe there's gonna be a handler in costume it's like you know hey i'm your buddy i've got your back you know i don't know how that's gonna go down but uh but anyway it, it was pretty interesting I, I can't wait to see how disney world handles it um uh, but by all uh, accounts it sounds like it's just gonna be like first come first serve so i mean geez it's gonna be like pe people queuing up uh middle of the night to do, do these places but the, didn't they announce they're gonna open at 6 a.m uh it was early yeah extra, extra it was, it was very hours. yeah extra 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 magic hours yeah geez it's gonna be like a run disney event <laughs> yeah the 3 a.m bus <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much holy cow now I will say this: uh, I've been to a lot of Disneyland um, kind of events, and and you know they're huge on their merch out there. I don't know if you heard about all the merch that went down. Um, a lot of people storm uh, will camp out overnight in Disneyland for the merch. Um, now, obviously, we all know it, you know most of it goes on eBay, so I mean that was one of the reasons they go crazy over there. But um, but there's so much cool merch. I mean, I I couldn't. I came away with like a full-on uh, uh, DJ Rex uh, Bluetooth speaker droid. <laughs> <laughs> so well, speaking of droids, this is something yeah. that was in the Tim Tracker video. Yeah. Talk about your uh, droid building experience. Yeah. So that's the the droid factory is really cool. Uh, you. you so I don't know if I, it came out in all the videos, but you can actually, it's its different from the lightsaber experience. You can actually, there's a fenced off area where you can come in and just watch. So it, half the shop is just stuff, you know, stuff to buy, even like accessories for your droid that you build or whatever, but just extra stuff like, you know, backpacks for, you know, the women and, and just, you know, cool things. Um, but there's this droid factory and it's got a conveyor belt with all the little stuff to build either an R2 unit style droid or a BB unit style droid. And I, for some reason I have, I have the, um, um, Sphero, uh, BB eight unit. Uh, it's that tiny little Sphero robot, you know, you've seen, I'm sure. Uh, I have that one. So I was really accustomed and I really love And my heck, my phone case is a BB eight. So, um, I was gonna make a BB BB unit. Well, cause I was there on media day when I when I did it, and this is one of the bummer things about the media day. There was about half the merch wasn't out, and I think they were just trying to like stem the tide or, or be I don't know what they were doing. Like were they being fair to the the opening day guests? I have no idea. But I either wanted to build an all black BB eight um, or or BB unit or an all orange BB unit. And I, they didn't have all of either one. <laughs> so I was like, oh, screw it. I guess I'll do black and orange. Um, but that was fun. I mean, th this is a you know pretty hefty dude. Uh, it's a It's got the Sphero uh, engine inside it, so it rolls around. Um, and you can buy a backpack for it if you so choose. But interesting thing is they, they are very quick to tell you you're not allowed to get them, take them out in the parks. I don't think anybody's like abiding by that at all. <laughs> it's like everybody's getting them out and like rolling them around and running them. But I don't know. That's just how it is, I guess. Um, but I tell you one thing: I immediately have uh, <laughs> uh, envy uh, for the R two units. My friend uh, Guy Selga 
uh, got a freaking R2 unit. Uh, guy still goes at Turing's plans. I, I got to see him a couple times while I was there. Um, and he got an R2 unit and got went. I don't know if you guys saw the accessories you can get for him, <laughs> uh, but only the accessories are for the R2 units. I had no idea that that was the case, but there, he like made this really cool R2 unit with it looked like uh, he was a little um, a bartender because he had all these little. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a faux little cups of uh, like some some kind of crazy drink. Um, but anyway, it make, makes him look like a little faux bartender with all his little gadget arms and everything. But um, anyway, it, it was a fun experience. You can get uh, uh, emotion chips. So I don't know if you guys are big Star Trek fans, um, but uh, Data, I don't know, Data eventually, he's the, the droid in, in the, the series, in, uh, the Next Generation series. Uh, he eventually gets an emotion chip, and so I was thinking that that's where I connected with the whole emotion chip. So you you can choose from like something like eight emotion chips, maybe six or eight, um, and pick different. Uh, it was very vague. We, that's the other thing. It's like what in the world does he <laughs> he's freaking mean? I have no idea. But I, I obviously went for first order. I'm going for the bad guy. So <laughs> I made mine a bad guy droid. So who knows? Uh, as you should. As we should. Yeah. Um, well, is it the bad guy or the people that are just trying to do right by the galaxy? Like they're, that's they're what, not doing anything wrong. <laughs> that's what I told my daughter. She kept saying, are these the bad guys or the good guys? I'm like, well, it's kind of vague. I mean, it depends on you know who's paying the most, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's good. I don't know. It, it was, it, I always hate that good guy, bad guy stuff. But, it, you know, it is true. I mean, we all have this affinity for villains. I mean... I don't you know, think they're the villains in this story. I, I think the the kids that <laughs> are needlessly costing government dollars by destroying a moon, and clearly a moon and nothing else, are the villains. <laughs> yeah, I could see that that viewpoint. <laughs> but they, whatever it is, you know, Kylo Ren is definitely a, a force to be reckoned with in this land. So it's it's pretty cool to watch. He him. was just defending himself. Yeah, <laughs> there is a stage show, and that's one other reason how I think they'll segregate Disney World is maybe more stage show kind of things. Um, there's a stage show. I think it's on every hour. Um, don't quote me on that, but it seemed like about every hour it's what it does. And he does his little thing where he comes out of this brand new uh, TIE Fighter Echelon ship, a uh, big smoke screen, and, and then he comes out there and does a little um, his little TED Talk. And uh, then, you know, force chokes the, the lieutenant for, you know, doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing or something. <laughs> TED Talk is a, not a way that I think I would describe that. <laughs> yeah, he is interesting. It was it was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, as far as anyway, as far as the merch goes, the I think me and a bunch of friends of mine have all tend to agree that this uh, Doc Ondar's uh, Den of Antiquities is the secret sauce to this whole land. I mean, you could spend... I did spend an hour inside that shop. Um, and if there's any photography uh, nerds out there, I brought my zoom lens and just got... You can zoom in. There's so many Easter eggs in that one shop. You could just sit there and zoom in on these uh, crazy things for forever and ever. And I probably, I probably missed half of them already. I mean, I, I sit there and took pictures of everything, but... Um, but that shop is, is very, very cool. Um, you can go in there and buy uh, legacy 
um, lightsabers um, for, I think it's like 109 maybe $100, 109 something like that. So you don't have to go do the build your lightsaber thing, but you can get some of these legacy ones like, hey, there's, um, you know, uh, Kylo Ren's lightsaber or whatever. Um, Luke's lightsaber. Um, but um, the, the merch is crazy. It's it's expensive and crazy. And, and I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how... You, you can enjoy this whole land without spending, you know, a fortune, but it's definitely... to get in. Yeah. Except, except it definitely caters to the geeks. I mean, there's so many niche little things that cost a ton of money, and they're, they're selling it like hotcakes. So I don't know how that'll translate. Now, you brought it up about Disneyland and Disney World. I don't know how that translates from Disneyland to Disney World. Like, Disney World, I think, is not going to have the geekdom as much as Disneyland does, in my opinion. But... Um, you know, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. so, real quick, I wanted to touch on the food. I thought I thought the food was pretty amazing. Um, uh, we 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 did almost every every dish there because I was there for sixteen hours. But <laughs> I mean, they have a breakfast offering in the cantina. It's just a uh, this unique uh, kind of oats thing. Uh, it's kind of yogurt and oats um, with some fruit on top. Uh, very cool presentation. I think my daughter ended up loving that thing. It was also in the quick service place called Dock, Dock, Docking Bay 7. Um, incidentally, I don't know if you guys saw me tweet about this, but do you guys, did you guys ever get to sample the breakfast at Satuli Canteen at all? Nope. Just had that lunch. Okay. So when it first opened, uh, we did the breakfast many times. And so sometimes we would not have a, resi- not have a fast pass. But we just wanted to go in there and maybe walk on uh, Rivers of Light. Not Rivers of Light. Uh, the uh, Navi River Journey. River Journey. Yeah, the River Journey ride. Usually you can get that in the morning fairly easily. But we would go in and eat breakfast. And I loved it. It was an amazing breakfast. And I think it lasted about two months. Uh, and they killed it. Um, so... I have that strange feeling about this as well. So it's it's a pretty well thought out breakfast. Uh, we had it once at Docking Bay Seven. It was dead. I mean, you can imagine. That, now we didn't do the breakfast. So the breakfast was my third visit, my family's second visit. And um, actually, no, that's not true. No, no, the breakfast was our last visit. So we just like, well, we're gonna do breakfast. We already did everything else. Let's try the breakfast. Um, so everybody's going nuts to get to all their things. So all the things are cantina line, uh, line to do the lightsaber experience and line to do the ride. And those like the big ones, right? Well, what we did was we said, we're going to go get our picture taken in front of the Millennium Falcon. And there's nobody in the picture It's like beautiful. like, so we basically rope dropped the Millennium Falcon picture. And there are four, by the way, there are a little inside tip. There are, uh, photo pass. Uh, cast members, they're they're in character, so they they interact with you with, with their little you know story. I mean, uh, uh, very very well done. And most of them, most of them are very well. Um, um, they have a really cool, uh, uh, I guess, uh, whatever you want to call it, mojo. But they um, um, there is a queue that's off to the side of the Millennium Falcon. And you have to wait your turn, and then the first available photo pass they'll send you to them. 
Uh, well, that wasn't clear the first night we went, by the way. <laughs> Here I'm bouncing around like, there's a photographer. He's Nobody's with him. And we're like, oh, let's, let's get my picture. And they're like, sir, sir, over there, sir. And it's just like the Christmas story scene when they're like, the line, hey, kid, the line starts here. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, crap. And so it literally is like a 45-minute line way over there. So um, so we weren't, we didn't want to do that 45-minute line, so that's why we, we did it right off the bat. Um, so anyway, something, a word of, word of thought. Um, but as far as the breakfast goes, it was dead, and and uh, we, we, were, we enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we tried a lot of the stuff they had. And I overheard the cast member saying, man, it's always dead, the breakfast. Yeah, it's really dead. It's only, you know, lunch, it picks up. I'm like, that's just, this is doom. I mean, I can almost guarantee you, they might try this out at the very beginning at Disney World because it's open at 6 a.m. But I can almost guarantee you this thing is not going to last. So if you want to do the breakfast, folks, uh, do it early. If you want to, you know, before they kill it off, at least you can say, hey, I I did breakfast there. Um, But... Uh, the lunch is interesting. It's lunch and dinner is the same menu. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's creative. You know how Satoli Canteen is just something different. Um, this is the same kind of thing. It's just different. You know, it's like very creative. Uh, you're not in a theme park kind of food. Um, just really cool, uh, presentation. Um, and I, I don't know if you guys heard about the big fiasco of the sporks. I'm sure you probably Yes. Did. Oh, it was all over the Twitter machine. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, I don't know if you saw it, but the, there's these... No. If you could explain to me, <laughs> I must have missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> so there's these creative... So everything's, uh, like like Satuli Canteen, everything's uh, dishes, you know, hard, uh, hard dishes and, and metal uh, utensils called these, like, alien sporks. I mean, they're just really creative uh, metal sporks with this crazy side-angled uh, uh, tongs. Um, anyway... Long story short, they're they're really cool looking, <laughs> and uh, I guess early on, so many people were were stealing them. They're just like, hey, cool, free, you know, souvenir, and then bailing, and then they were running out of them, um, so they couldn't keep up with the spork. Uh, so then all of a sudden they went to plastic, you know, as like, <laughs> you know, with the stupid wrap on it. So th- talking about taking you out of the the whole uh, story. Um, well, but, does, that, does that surprise you? Just on eBay, and you could buy a uh, Olga's Cantina a menu for thirty nine ninety nine. I'm dead serious right now. So there you go. <laughs> you wonder why it's uh, you buy the one with the spork too. <laughs> I don't know if they came with the spork or not, but I mean, now I regret not stealing a spork. But uh, <laughs> no, we we end up getting. Also, I think they are having a hard time just keeping up with the um, the wash. To be honest with you, because we were there late night uh, one night and. We were like, well, we're never going to have a better chance to eating. So we ate dinner at like 11 o'clock at night. It was just kind of weird, but we just went for it. Um, but it was, uh, you know, they they ran out of sporks. And then all of a sudden I, I go, oh, I need some sporks for my dessert. And then out of nowhere they have sp- metal sporks. So whatever. And they were just w- freshly washed. So, so um, before we continue on the spork cadet, um, <laughs> Can we just talk about what's on eBay for a second? What is it? Disneyland Galaxy's Edge Soda set of three. Oh, $39.98. Yep. I saw that too, man. Wow. Uh, Disneyland Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Olga's Cantina Coaster. This is a coaster, mind you. Nine ninety nine. <laughs> nice. Plus $5 in shipping. Holy cow. You could there buy the dollar, a... the $1.50 uh, 
you know, reusable bags, which I take to the grocery stores now, which so by the way, if you, if you guys go to the parks, actually it's a very good value. The dollar 50, you know, they say magic oh, kingdom. Animal kingdom. Oh yeah. 999 plus shipping on uh for galaxy. <laughs> I mean, so that's like a, a 900% markup. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Empty uh, soda can. Thirteen fifty nine. And then Holy my favorite cow. is the Dasani uh, water bottle, ready to ship at fourteen ninety nine. Wow! Oh, there's come- a spork. There it is, nine ninety nine. Hey Jeff, That's if, not you, bad. if you can make the spork like the um, the thumbnail for this show, to be fantastic. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> you know, we end up getting many, many sporks after you know a few more sit downs. In fact, our last one they gave us four. I'm like, wow, why would they give me four? But um, so you could take two and leave two. I guess so. What but this they... spork is fifty five dollars. <laughs> My daughter is lefty, and she was mad because she says the left, uh, you know, left uh, bias, leftist. Yeah, leftist. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but the the desserts are cool. The food's cool. Now, um, that whole experience was, you know, nobody was mobile ordering. It just blew my mind. I don't know what the heck people are thinking still, but uh, mobile ordering is the way to go. I mean, so fast forward to the milk stand. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this any of the milk question. reviews. Yeah, I I did. I heard the I heard the blue one is not as sweet as the green one. It's got like a uh, like a wheat rice kind of taste. Yeah, I well, don't know. It is vegan, I believe, right? All right, so I don't know who some some people's. So I pride myself on my my taste and smell sensations, <laughs> and I don't. I've read so many and heard so many different people saying, "Oh, the green one tastes like fruity pebbles," or. Uh, not the, yeah, the green one tastes like Fruity Pebbles, and, and like you just said, Joe, you heard the, the green one was sweeter. No, it's the other way around. Basically, the, the blue one is Fruity Pebbles, basically. Oh, nice. Um, and the green one is, they always say, has tones of uh, grassy tones. It's like, I don't want to drink something that has grassy tones. I'm sorry, but uh, both of them are vegan. Both of them are uh, dairy-free. They're made which, with rice, which rice is milk probably and coconut good. milk. Yeah. It just covers I mean, their bases. I well, mean, I still. I'm not even thinking that. I'm thinking stand in the Florida heat with milk. <laughs> Good point. Well, I, you, you, are you a fan of the frozen butter beer? I've never had it. It's very good. Know. I've it's never very had good. it. Into Universal. Well, I didn't know this till I was on this trip. So people are like, "Thank goodness Disney is taking care of us and not doing dairy." And everybody's like, "What about butter beer? Frozen butter? No, frozen butter it's beer not, has. It's not butter at all." Well, it has, so apparently it has the freaking um, carnation, um, uh, you know, powder in it or whatever that's, you know, the, for coffee, coffee mate powder. Like powdered uh, milk? Yeah. Well, no, it's called calcium. I had the dang thing out. Sodium, cal, cal uh, whatever the chemical is. But basically it's it's a powdered milk. Yeah. It's a, and, and basically... I'm like thinking, boom, a light bulb went off my head. Well, no wonder I like it so much. <laughs> it's got that, you know, that, that little bit of a, a creamy feel to it. Okay. Oh, that's it. I mean, it's got that freaking powdery milk in there. Um, so people are complaining like, well, it's not vegan. I'm like, you know, whatever. And so, but I tried the blue milk numerous times. I'm not going to bait anybody to say that, you know, don't try it. For sure, try it. But I will say this, both of them are much better when they're frozen. Uh, their machines, 
were suffering one night and they went down. It was it was pretty much just about, you know, 75 degree milk <laughs> at one night. And it was just like, this is not good at all. <laughs> the stuff is not designed to be drank unless it was frozen. And so just prefacing that by saying, you know, your mileage may vary, but definitely they're intended to be frozen. And if it's not, I would take it back because it's eight bucks for a little tiny cup of this stuff. Um, so that's killer. I mean, these are expensive little treats. But Joe, back on the whole uh, butterbeer. So I I always want to walk away with like six butter frozen butterbeers before I leave <laughs> Wizarding World. I'm gonna like I gotta slow down because it, I'm gonna freaking gain weight. But uh, so I'll, I'll at least get two per trip. Uh, this one I'm like one and done. I've done both the milk and green. I'm just I'm probably never gonna drink it again <laughs> it's just like i don't know what what they're thinking it's not a repeatable kind of thing so i, I don't know definitely try it i mean it's, it's everybody has their own little uh shtick shtick so people might really love it who knows but it's definitely not something i'm going oh my gosh i can't wait to get me another blue milk i mean sorry i'm, I'm, I'm waiting for is. the blue milk t-shirts like i came for the blue milk t-shirts kind of like you know the orange the citrus swirl and the dole whips <laughs> the blue and green milk i came for the blue milk mustache but uh but anyway it is what it is but you know that's the other thing so they have mobile order at the milk station and uh there's a 30 minute line to get to freaking get the milk. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? I mobile order. I walk up. I get my milk. I'm like, what is going on with these people? I just don't get it. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's clearly a big sign. Mobile order here. So, I don't know. Whatever. It's just how people, I guess they just get, get in a rut. But um, then the last thing is, or a couple last things. One of them for the food is um, is the uh, uh, Ronto's Roasters. And it is probably the highlight, as far as we're concerned, it's the highlight of the whole place. I mean, it's just a cool-themed little um, stand. It, well, what's it? It's not really... It's still kind of quick service. What would you call kind of like something you walk up to a... a like a Dole Whip stand. What would you call that? Just a stand or... Food a, window? A food like window, a window kind of yeah, place? Yeah, window service. Yeah. We Window service. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We're making it up. It's it's it's, it's quick service. I mean, it's it's quick service. I guess so. I mean, Ronto Roasters just had two things. Uh, they had three drinks, I think, uh, and then and well, then also Diet Coke and regular Coke. But um, but they had uh, the Ronto wraps, and they had a, a breakfast Ronto wrap in the morning, and the regular Ronto wrap at lunch, and they had this god awful two flavors of. Uh, Turkey jerky. I, I'll never. That's another thing that's going to go away really fast. You can kind of you can count on it. I mean, I've had numerous people question what they're thinking, but um, it literally is just the rawhide level of jerky, not like succulent, moist uh, jerky, but just the crazy cowboy turkey jerky <laughs> style. Anyway, crazy whatever. Space cowboy. Space cowboy. That's right. And. Uh, but the, the Ronto wraps are freaking amazing. They're really good. Um, that area is themed really well, but it's outside. So as we're sitting there in the beautiful Cal Southern California weather, uh, I was thinking, wait a minute. If this is Disney World, I'm not going to enjoy st sitting out here in the heat most of the year. So that part of it, I'm kind of curious how that will go down. But they did it in Toy Story Land, so 
you know, whatever. Um, a lot but, of us uh, also avoid those places in Toy Story Land. It's <laughs> outside. Point. Oh, me too. Me too. So, uh, so I don't, you know, I don't know how that's going to relate, man. Maybe it'll be a nice place. You can actually find a place to sit down. Who knows? But uh, the, but to me, the star of the show, and I cannot believe WD, WNT actually slammed it, but uh, was the popcorn. Uh, they they came up with this really creative popcorn mix, and uh, it was. It's kind of like a, a blueberry. I, I thought it so. It's a mix with a spicy popcorn and a blueberry popcorn, and I know it sounds like a really goofy uh, mix, but it comes across very well. I don't know what the heck it is, but it just like crack. <laughs> I mean, I just could not stop eating that stuff. I think I had four bags of that in the whole week. Oh, wow! So it's really, really freaking good. Um, so to me, that that was really cool. Just a, a unique nuke thing it's got a, its own little popcorn stand you can actually you know get the cokes there too but um it's in the market by the way uh the market has all these little shops um Tordarian's toy shop and and uh i'll never remember any of the names of those shops but all these kind of little little shops what, what gets me is these little shops are little <laughs> i mean these are open air shops and and I did not have any idea how people. I I got claustrophobic. I just it's literally like you know one person wide in in uh, when you go in. So I don't I don't know how it's gonna play out uh, when it gets crowded. Um, it kind of gets me makes me feel kind of like the Wizarding World at times because when you go in the Wizarding World shops, it, I just get kind of freaked out a little bit because it's just too many people all around me. Um, anyway, it's no big deal, but if you can ever catch it on some downtime, maybe it'll be kind of cool to kind of wander around, but, um, but anyway, so that's, that pretty much covers most of the stuff. Um, I was trying to go over my notes real quick, but, oh, I do night. have one question, Jeff, from, uh, from my wife. Okay, let's hear it. Why did you not get a Porg? Oh, <laughs> because of the freaking Porgs, nothing is soft and cuddly. Okay. So the porgs are this. The, everything has like some kind of structure inside it. Uh, like, oh look, it's a puppet. So it's it's kind of like a porg puppet, but it's got this hard interior, so it's rigid. Um, so nothing is like really cute and cuddly, like you know, um, something you would you know maybe sleep with or whatever. Well, I hope <laughs> but, for that sake she accepts. I hope for your sake she accepts that answer. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, so Jeff, are you are you more or less excited now to see Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World? Are you because I mean essentially it's only be almost the same thing. So are you? Well, kinda here, like, isn't that funny? So just today, uh, I think it's WDW Magic posted some aerial shots of uh, Disney World's Galaxy's Edge, and I quickly went and pulled some aerial shots of the Disneyland one because it it just seemed so drastically different <laughs> as far as visuals go is from a and I was right so basically it appears what one of the and I heard this on another podcast and I, it stuck out in my head as well when you're when you're entering Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland it was this nice gradual uh, long uh, lead up to this land and it gradually transitions into the land and it's kind of a cool way to kind of get you ready for it uh, Disney World is going to be like literally like open the doors and it'll be you know Wizard of Oz uh, the the uh, you know whatever that castle was I always forgot 
the uh, anyway, it's it's gonna be like open the doors and then Emerald City. It'll be like there's the Emerald City. You walk in, you're there, because that's what the aerial photos make me feel like. It's just gonna be like boom, you're in there. Like Muppets Courtyard, bam, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. I I think it's what it's gonna be, um, and it's just because uh, my wife said this, and I think she hit the nail on the head. I think because they could not get rid of the Muppets area. That little area is what Disneyland had as far as a lead-up area to walk up to it. So Disney World, ironically, Disney World didn't have enough space. That kind of cracks me up. But they didn't have enough space to create that that kind of transitions area. So I'm not going to deny it. It's still going to be cool. Um, it looked greener. Let's just say that. Uh, the, the, the ones in Disneyland looked more deserty. Whereas the one in Disney World is going to look greenery, a uh, little more trees, like you're really in a forest. So maybe there's that, you know, that advantage. Um, so yeah, it should be different looking. Um, I was kind of shocked at that. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I am, I'm excited just to be at Disney World because, um, you know, if it does get busy, you know, you know what we can do at Disney World. We can hop, right? You can just kind of go do other things. You're not a lot of choices at Disneyland if it gets busy in there um, so I don't we'll see how that plays out at June 24th actually it's not even going to be fair June 24th because a lot of the in Disneyland a lot of the passes are blacked out so to be honest with you what I was hearing from locals the true test will be when all those passes get uh, I guess back on which is like September or something like that so we'll see how that hap- goes down. We need to look that up on a calendar and <laughs> wait for that day, in my opinion. Because it won't be tourists. It'll be all the locals be able to go back in. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. No, I'm excited just to maybe hang out with some friends there. Um, I mean, I did actually see a lot of people I knew. Uh, but more from afar. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I saw Tom Corliss. I saw uh, Tom Bricker. Uh, Guy Selga already said him. Uh, of course, I hung out with Tim um, Tracker. Um, numerous vloggers I saw throughout there. I, I got to talk with Adam the Will a little bit. Um, so I mean, the, it it was like some weird vlogger homecoming. It was it was the bizarre. who's who of uh, YouTube. For yeah, pretty much box. for us. Yeah, and so that was what it was. You know, it's it kind of way, the way it worked out. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, Disney World is going to be... Uh, I'm not going to be there for opening at Disney World, unfortunately. It's just school starts right then, so which is probably what their plan was all along. You know, kind of try to time it a little bit with a little downtime. Although it's starting the exact same day Food & Wine is starting, so <laughs> I just kind of think that's hilarious. <laughs> a great day to go to Food & Wine. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe that's what we ought to do. We have a Mickey Dude meetup uh, August 29th at Food and Wine. <laughs> and nobody will could be, be there. Be I awesome. could be swayed for that, potentially. Hey, man, we had a good time the last time we had a meetup. Chuckles, oh, you should have yeah. been there. But Yeah, unfortunately, I just taken two weeks for my honeymoon. So. Yeah, honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, you need to consummate our Mickey Dudes relationship, too, so... Uh, all right. Well, with that being said, uh, so, Jeff, so, what are your final thoughts on? Yeah, Jeff, what are your final thoughts? <laughs> oh, I, I just think it, it, it exceeded our, my expectations. And it's interesting because the e-ticket ride, we didn't even talk about the rise of resistance. It didn't even open yet. And that's supposed <laughs> we to be didn't the talk one about it because we can't. 
Right. And that's the one that's going to supposed to be blow everybody's socks off. And it's going to be, you know, it's that ride alone will probably suck in and thousands of people. So, you know, I'm hoping that'll alleviate the crowds also. So, um, so if you kind of, you kind of sum up how much are allowed to go in there. If, if Lynn test is right, he said 3000, I was guessing 5,000 at a time, but maybe Lynn's more accurate. Um, there's, our overlaps for every reservation, so that means 6,000 at one time was in the land, and it was still not that crowded. So I don't know what their eventual goal is to max out that land. Um, if, let's say, all of Disneyland's max capacity was some, pushing 100,000, something like that, um, then if this new 14-acre land, maybe the, maybe the max capacity is something along the lines of 20,000, maybe something like that. Uh, so maybe we were only, you know, a third of the capacity. So uh, it, June 24th, when there's no restrictions, that, that'll that be an interesting tell of the tape to see how, how bad it is and, and how crowded, you know, everything is. So we'll report back about that, but... I'm excited. It's it's fun. Uh, it's it's gonna, never going to get old. I don't think it's very repeatable. Lots of interactive stuff. That's you know, just so much fun. So I can't wait. Till you guys can see it. I'm excited. I guess. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good point though, Chuck. Is it? I never. Uh, I didn't mention this, but me and my wife are huge Star Wars fans um, from way back when. We didn't ever once get emotional because. You know, they made that strategic decision to make it a new adventure, a uh, new adventure waiting for you. Uh, the only thing, you know, uh, the only thing that we would be used to seeing or something uh, familiar to us would be the Millennium Falcon. Everything else is totally brand new space. So you're just you're just wandering around some other new planet. Uh, somebody on another podcast said it's very similar to a Japanese their very first Japanese trip they went on. You know. You're just in a new land, a new new area, so you're just exploring and you're just checking out all this new stuff. So I don't even think you'd have to be a Star Wars fan to really appreciate it and kind of explore. Um, so it's just alien stuff, right? So I think you're going to have a good time no matter what. I think it's it. All right, Joe, uh, final questions, thoughts? No, I mean, I'm just, it was nice to actually just sit and listen to Jeff. You know, we've been following him on social for... You know, how many days he was there just to finally I didn't want to bother him while he was there. I know he was busy doing his stuff, but uh, it was just fun just to hear it from his mouth. And as well as we know, Jeff and we have a lot of we like a lot of the similar things. And he says he likes this. He doesn't like this. It just kind of gives you a better appreciation of what it's going to be like. So I know going into Walt Disney World when it opens, I at least kind of know what to expect. Um you know, what I think I'm going to want to try what I'm not going to try and strategies and, you know, enough videos I've watched from, you know, between Tim Tracker and Michael Kay and all of Jeff's stuff. I mean, it's, uh, it seems like something you definitely need to prepare a little bit before you go because you don't want to be overwhelmed. But, uh, I definitely think uh, listening to Jeff here will definitely make my first visit to Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World a little bit. A little bit easier, although I think I'd want to visit it with somebody who is a big Star Wars fan because I have a feeling if I go with my wife, we're going to kind of look around and just be like, <laughs> okay, you know, like, that's kind of right. cool. Like, where's the, where's the golden guy, you know, like, or, you know, where's the trash <laughs> cans, I used to say, you know, <laughs> where's Fox, C-3PO and R2-D2, you know, so it's, uh, 
but uh i mean it'll be it'll be cool i guess when it opens um you know i i hope to catch it when it uh when it's uh, not as crowded but we'll see when that happens so well yeah. one thing Never. one thing i did not mention is the one thing i think disneyland has over hollywood studios is we got to watch the fireworks um they shoot the fireworks behind Galaxy's Edge for the main park. Now, you didn't hear any of the music, but you, you saw the fireworks. And people, of course, Tom Bricker and all of them are all set up for their fireworks photos. It was phenomenal. So I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off for Hollywood Studios. Maybe they can. I hope they can do something like that. Because if they can kind of plan or re- reroute where they fire the fireworks, I would think it would be really cool. So I ho- hopefully that works out for us. Who knows? Oh, Jeff, by the way, um, the fact that you went with Tim and you were considered media, that just validates the rest of us. So we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just going to ride the, the Jeff coattails. You got and, it. And uh, all be considered media. <laughs> I like it. We're now media. That goes back to a couple of shows, shows ago. So. <laughs> I think we're starting to lose Jeff here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff's breaking up a little bit. So I, I think that... Uh, <laughs> I think we're at what, like two hours? I don't know. We're, no. we're very far. We have to break this up we're into good. two uh, parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're so if you've made it this far, thank you. And we're sorry. Um, <laughs> but I, I also do want to thank you, Jeff, for, uh, for one, being able to go out there and two, sharing your fantastic experience with us. And, uh, you know, like I said, go check out Jeff on the, uh, the Tim Tracker vlog at the Tim Tracker on YouTube. <laughs> Jeff's there. He's there. Not, he, not, he's not like a, not like Tim needs any more promotion because he's awesome, you know. But, <laughs> no, but for listeners over there, his, his videos are awesome. After you're done listening to us, and then go comment on Tim's. Should we tell him to do that? Probably not. Tell him that what's Jeff funny, sent you. What's funny was I got back home and started watching his vlogs again, and he's like a week into his vlogs already. I mean, he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that Galaxy's Edge thing. Yeah, that was like a week ago. I'm already like seven vlogs in. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's way beyond that. <laughs> he's just super, super active, man. Back in Maybe. San Francisco, actually. He's hard working. He's already in San Francisco. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Man, the amount of stuff that I know about someone who I've never actually met is. Uh... <laughs> oh, by the way. Uh, funny little story so we were in the media event he got stopped way more than any of the actual you know we we all joked about this the tv celebrities and the movie celebrities he got stopped way more than any of them <laughs> in fact w- yeah in fact when we were uh, bobby Moy- moynihan uh you know the ex snl guy um you know him and his little crew were trying to exit uh, the very last at uh back in frontierland and you know tim's getting attacked because all these people are waiting on him because they knew he was in there because he live logged. And so there, he getting attacked by like all these people waiting for him to come out. <laughs> and so he was like taking pictures here, taking pictures there. And he literally, and then all these, these, you know, TV celebrities are like trying to get by and then nobody's even acknowledging them. And they're all like, <laughs> get out of the off. way guy. I want to meet <laughs> Tim tracker. Yeah. YouTube is the new, uh, it's the new, uh, network television, man. Yeah. It was so funny. He even acknowledged it. He goes, that was so bizarre. You know, all these <laughs> actual celebrities, they don't even, nobody even wants a picture with them. But anyway. Nobody even knew way. who they were, but here I am. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Yeah, he, he takes it in great stride. He never turns anybody down. He's he's really authentic. He's, he's, what you see is what you get. And he will spend as long as you want with him. <laughs> he's 
very uh, giving. He gives a lot of his time to these uh, random people that, that catch him in the park. So it's pretty cool. It's good to hear. Anyway. All right. Good, well, good, good job, Jeff. Yes, very nicely done, Jeff. And with that Thanks. being said, we are at the end of this week's show. So before we go, let's take a minute to tell everyone where we could be found on the various uh, interwebs. We will start with you, Joseph. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Kwai. You can also find me over at the DVC Roundtable at resortloop.com. And what about you, Jeff? I'm at braindud92 on Twitter and just plain old brain do B-R-A-I-N-D-E-W on Instagram. I'm trying to be more prolific on Instagram, but it helps when I have Star Wars stuff to put up there. It, it probably does. Um, I am on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat, and you can find us all on Twitter, Facebook, and something else at the Mickey dudes and on Instagram at the Mickey dudes podcast. So thank you all for joining us this week. We will see you all next week and, uh, live long and prosper till the spire.
you've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Nah.